All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Bearded Gear podcast. Um, this is one of my most exciting podcast episodes that I have ever done because it comes with a, a lot of baggage that we're going to talk about. There's a lot that's been going on that has gotten us to here. Um, this is episode number 27, and I'm joined by my buddy Ryan. Um, Ryan is, uh, many of you know him on Instagram as Rimmer Designs. He makes crazy, weird, funky donut things. <laughs> I just realized in this moment, mine is in the car and I should have grabbed that, but I didn't. But I've been playing with it in the car. Um, anyway, so Ryan has become a buddy over the last, uh, really probably more than a year, two years-ish yeah. now. Um, we talk a lot especially because in the last year or so we decided to co-design a knife together and start a knife production, not production, a knife design slash sales slash whatever you want to call it company, a knife company. Knife um, company. And we, we have our first prototypes, which have just gotten here of our new Avant model. Um, so between Ryan and I, we are left concepts, the entity, it is us. And I brought Ryan on so that we can get, everybody up to speed i've talked a lot about left concepts and the avant as we've been like doing 3d printed prototypes and picking yeah. an oem and that's come up in my podcast and in my videos on the channel a lot but now it is happening it's a reality we're starting mm -hmm. to get things in motion so ryan is here and we're gonna try to paint a picture of how we got here and who we are a little bit better and just kind of tie a bow on it so ryan yeah how are you my friend dude i'm great man i'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be here. I mean, we've been talking for a while already, but like, this is, this is good. This is good. Uh, this is crazy. Like, man, I'm trying to think how I, so I think I reached out to you originally. I believe so. Yeah. I think that I, I forget what, what knife you were reviewing, but I found your review on YouTube and I believe I commented on it because I only comment on stuff where I feel like, I don't know, the review helped me. You commented back and I was talking to my wife and I'm like, I think, I feel like I could be friends with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I feel like he's a guy I'd be friends with, right? So, yeah. you know, um, I think I have, then I found you on Instagram and I just, I, my wife will 100% be like, nope, um, I will never blindly send messages to people. I'm, I'm, I don't want to know if they read it and they didn't get back to me. That's how you I, get murdered, by the way, just <laughs> randomly. <laughs> but I'm the opposite. So I'm just like, hey, Jake, or, you know, whatever, like, saw your stuff. But like, I, I'll just willy-nilly do that. And I've made a lot of really great friendships that way. But then, boom, like, fast forward and, like, look at this, dude. I mean. Yeah. So basically, the way I recall our conversation yeah, beginning sure. was just in general about knives and it was whatever I was reviewing at the time and just talking about what knives you were into and all kinds of stuff. And uh, I think ultimately it just kind of got like a, a level deeper than that. And it was like, wouldn't it be fun to design a knife? And we both were nerding out about what a cool like experience it would be just to try even just the design element of it. And like I've doodled knives my whole life because I've always been into them. So I've drawn a lot of knives and you have as well, but neither of us had really like actually sat down with the intention of like, let's make a real knife. You right. Know? Like all the details that are in these things. Yeah. So Wait, we just what you think about, it? <laughs> yeah. And we geeked out about it back and forth a little bit. And then we just kind of casually agreed like, 
why don't we try together so that we have the advantage of like, we can bounce ideas off of each other. We yeah. can be brutally mean and say that looks terrible. Or we can like, if we find something that we like, then maybe we pursue it. And it was just like pretty surface level still, like this would be fun. And then you made the first drawing of what is now the Avant. And it didn't look anything like what the Avant looks <laughs> I wish like I, now. I wish I had a paper drawing of it because it looked like, it looked like some, I don't know, something like Optimus Prime would pull out as like an extra weapon. Yes. It was like 80s Terminator if Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. was a knife. Um, right. <laughs> and, but it was, it was a starting point. And right. I remember looking at it and being like, no, but, <laughs> but I like aspects of it. Yeah. And so I think I kind of like red penned a little bit of it, like change yeah, this, change is. that, see what yeah. happens if you move this. And then you kind of revised it a little bit. You started putting it in like a, a 2D platform where you could kind of draw and play with it. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, from there, how did it progress past that point? Did we just keep passing it back and forth? I think we got to a certain point where I had put it on, I put it in that program and then I just decided to take it at a certain point and build a wooden prototype. Correct. Yeah. Um, Unlike your skill saw at home. My skill saw it wasn't exact, but it was like, it was held together with like a nut and a bolt and it just mm -hmm. was like out of balsa wood. I mean, I, I should have grabbed them all because they're just like right behind me. But um, yeah, I think I did that for just size and general yeah. feel. And I showed you, but it wasn't until like the third wooden prototype that I actually mm -hmm. sent you. But even at that point, it was still way more radical than this this was. Right. And yeah, that, it looked pretty radically different. Yeah. So like your feedback then is what ended up turning the 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 added the sexiness to it all. <laughs> yeah. So you sent me like the third wooden iteration. And I hung on to that for, I don't know, a week or two yeah. and checked it out. I think I actually created a video at the time that I responded back to you in a video. I just left it unlisted so only you could watch it. Yeah. Doesn't that ring a bell? So it totally rings a bell. <laughs> yeah. So that was just the easiest way I knew with my existing system of looking at knives of how to like yeah. talk about it. And so I made that video, sent it to you. And then based on that, we took that 2d a little further we got it to where it was like i think at that point i feel confident in saying like since the drawing was originally yours once we'd gotten to that point where i'd like made some pretty dynamic decisions on things like yeah. a way to take it it felt pretty ours oh i agree 100 <laughs> um, percent. yeah 100%. so then this, this is equally ours there's no doubt about it. I can't even in my back of my mind be like, nope, nope, this is 100% equally ours because I know what right. it started out as. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting too is like, I feel like I've had a lot of influence on this knife, but just like oh. you, not only was the starting point a drawing that you made that I wouldn't have made that starting point to riff off of to get to anywhere near this. So like you couldn't have made this solo. I couldn't have made this solo. Right. Oh, yeah. But Without to it. each of us, the cool thing is we have so much overlap in our preferences and the things that we like and want out of a knife that yeah. it was really easy the whole way along. Unless really I'm was. unless I'm reading the situation oh, differently, yeah, it was really easy. Like 
all of the design tweaks and the meetings we had and like the zoom calls where we just kind of tweaking lines and moving stuff like it. I think that's a reason why we bonded too back in, back when we met back in the day, like <laughs> it's just, we back in 2020, back yeah. in 2020, was it 2020? Was it 2019? I started my channel 2020. So, oh, okay. So it was that. I think maybe it was then March or no, no, maybe June, June, maybe May or June 2020. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Earliest would have been like April, but probably May or June. But yeah, no, I think that there's so many, there's so many things. There's so many boxes that we need ticked that are exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and so that's why when we were like, no, we're just going to build a knife that we would want to carry. Yeah. And not for any other reason. Like, I think we had said that at a point, like, if we just get the prototypes and say, eh, that's it. We got knives, you know? Right. So that's not going to happen now because we're really excited. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so there was also, there were a number of decisions along the way where at first it was like, let's just do it and see what comes out of it on the other end and it'll be fun. Right. And at first it was like just drawings and then you made the little wooden thing and then you sent me the wooden thing. And then we took that 2d pretty far after that we got to where the 2d looked good and we liked it. And we were yeah. like, if that was a knife we could have, we'd want to have it. Right. Yeah. And so at that point was when we got Wes involved. Right. So actually even before that, the biggest issue we had was all everything that makes the knife lock up and hide. <laughs> I had never designed anything like that before. Mm -hmm. I don't think either of us had ever tried to figure out all of the geometry and that needs to go in to this. There's, right. there's so much that needs to happen in here that you just take for granted. And we had like a, we had an idea of what it would look like inside, but ultimately never having any knife maker ever look at it, it it didn't have like it never came to fruition actually what ended up happening is like brian from keenison mm -hmm. i went to lunch with him a bunch of times and i kind of st started like th that's i think when i started showing us showing off the the 2d design that looked very similar to this but yeah. it was all wacky in here the profile and, was this essentially the same and yeah, yeah and so he kind of started talking to me about these are things you need to take into account. You need to account for, you know, lock, rock, lock up, all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so complicated. In hindsight, yes, it's still, it is still a complicated process to figure out how to make a knife lock. Um, yeah. In a very unique way. So, yeah. After Brian's help, then he introduced me to Wes. Mm -hmm. And then how did it happen from there? Like, so I think basically I had already, I'd been friends with Wes for a little yeah. bit. He'd been on my podcast. We chatted all the time. Wes is a great guy. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Wes by his first name, because you probably aren't, it's the pocket perspective. Um, and so Wes is very proficient with 3D modeling. I forget which software he uses. He worked for AutoCAD. That's right. So <laughs> for a while too, like 15 years or something ridiculous. Yeah. So he knows the software, right? Oh, and he's good at it. He's fast with it. And so I knew already from talking to him privately and just mentioning like, Hey, I'm doing this design thing with my buddy. 
like we're probably going to be looking to have someone help us make it 3d because neither yeah. of us can do it and he seemed interested and so basically i i connected the dots i got us three to talk together so that he could hear from both of us what we were looking to do and then basically we hired him to take our 2d files and make them 3d files that were functional and he did a phenomenal job and was very generous with us with his time i imagine some of that was because i was already friends with him but we had some long zoom calls where we would go over it while he was working on it which was nice too because i feel like a lot of people if you hire some service to like make it 3d or whatever he's the only one i've ever used so i can't speak from experience but i imagine for a lot of people it's like you give it to them and then maybe some notes or whatever and then they work on it and they spit something back out on the other end but he really like consulted with us on it and wes has designed specifically several like folding knives and it, it, it wasn't just that he knew CAD. It was that he knew CAD for knives. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he did the 3D for slash with us, which was awesome. Um, with us is a stretch. He consulted <laughs> with us and did it for us. <laughs> yeah. um, and then not only did he create those working files for us, but he also had the capability to 3D print. So he 3D printed us, each of each one of us, a 3D model. I have mine right here. Uh, these were these green plastic with gray plastic and it was a functional liner lock kind of as much as a 3d print can be um and had clip screw holes and all kinds of it was functional we could feel the scale of it and when you look at this so this is actually technically mark two of the 3d print because the first one we ended up making a pretty significant edit to the lock side scale and the liner lock um just made it you have the old scale on there or do you have the new one this is the new one yeah 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 so the old one was a little more angular um but it stuck a little bit too proud in hand once we actually held the knife which is something if we'd never if we hadn't done the 3d print we wouldn't have known really exactly what it felt like in hand so that was perfect and clutch that he was able to do that for us so then not only did he make the revisions for us but then he made us a new lock side scale and liner each sent yeah. them to us we were able to reassemble them with the new parts and so that, what happened next after that after that um we i, I think we, we were we were like 12 year old kids with little plastic knives they were really fun <laughs> and, and a working cad file we could take and a working CAD file. the cad file was great um because we could rotate it look at it all and now we had something, I think that was our biggest hangup too. We were, we knew we had to eventually approach a production company. Oh, that was a big decision though, because right. we had never talked about whether we wanted to try to license this design right? and, or whether yeah, we wanted yeah. to, and that was a, a pivotal moment because we were like, now we've, we'd put a little bit of our money into it. Again, Wes was yeah. probably too generous with us. I, um, we'll, we'll get him back. We'll get yes. him back. Um, but we, we paid for some work. So we had each come out of pocket a little bit yep. to, to get as far as we had. And before that, it was just time of us having fun. Right. But now we had a, a small seed of an investment, if you want to call it that into the project. And we had something from that. We had the working 3d file and it was like, we could either take this to any or all OEMs and offer to license it to them. Right. And then we'd get some royalty or whatever. I've never done that. So I don't know the details, but 
we could have done that or what we ended up deciding was basically like <laughs> we we started this because we wanted to be knife nerds about it and yeah. figure it out and have fun with it so like let's see it through the best way possible which would be to source an oem and do a production run that we will then create a business around yep. uncharted waters <laughs> for us yeah. neither of us had any experience doing this no, nope. we'd, we'd watched it happen for a lot of other people. Oh, yeah, but. but from like a customer perspective, behind the scenes, we had only ever rubbed elbows and talked a little bit. But as we like eventually came to find out, there's a lot of stuff we can't really talk about. <laughs> but right. we had to, yeah, we, but now we had this 3D CAD design where we could go to an OEM and I don't know. For me, I was. It felt like like okay. Now we can be taken seriously, because we have a full design. It's completely thought through. It seems to work. Right. You know, from a certain degree. I mean, even the plastic one. If you put enough, there's no detent on it, but like it flips. Right. It works. Yeah. So now was the big question of. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Got to get the. Got to get. The... <laughs> but yeah, now it was like, where do we go? and uh there was only about well there's three three or four oems we were kind of considering right yep but yeah so basically from there we just had to land on which one or ones we were comfortable working with um and then we took our time we didn't rush it yeah and ultimately we started the conversation with react yeah which is now where these prototypes are from and where our production run will be made. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the details basically of how that worked. I feel like people listening, if we would have listened to this a year ago, we would have been really, really curious about how Fair that enough. went. But I feel oh, like we yeah. should talk a little bit about how that worked. Basically, I think we, so. I think we can be a little can we can be a little transparent to it to a degree with yeah. how we came to there. But like we <laughs> we were like, okay, it's got to be a Chinese manufacturer, right? There's really no USA manufacturers that are known for doing other people's knives and producing right. other people's knives. So, you know, Benchmade, Spyderco, Protec, like Tour, they, they do their own, their own stuff. Right. It was either Chinese or Italian or basically Chinese places or where designers go. And neither of us felt like Italian was the right choice based right. on the knives we've owned. Yep. And so like, it kind of came down to, you know, would we go we, Best Tech, Riot, QSP, QSP, QSP. <laughs> yeah. 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 And at that point, we didn't have any contact information. Like, we were literally just scraping websites, trying to find contact info, sending out emails to salespeople or trying to just get like, you know, basic quotes without really giving them too much info. Because at that point, we were still. Well, at least for me, but I think you too, like there's a little bit of more of like, we we're guarded about our knife design. Yeah. Um, I think as anybody would be creating a new design because now you're, you're sharing it with a company that has the ability to produce to it. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I'm a very trusting person, but there's a lot of miles between us and, <laughs> and China. And we were kind of like, well, we got to we we got to we got to step over that threshold and put our trust in in you know 
just hope that they don't just say, oh, that's a great knife design. See you later. And right. next we see, you know, we putting out this. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So ultimately we landed on React. And I think both of us were really excited about that because we've owned a number of React knives. And at the end of the day, like all along, if I could have picked any OEM to work with, it was React. I think yeah. the only like drivers behind us even entertaining other conversations was like, what if React won't do it? Well, I um, think the big thing, <clears throat> React seemed to be, well, we, we had kind of heard that they were changing locations. They were getting a bigger thing. I had heard from a lot of people that they weren't taking any more new knife cu customers at, the, at that time. Because right. we, have lot, we have a lot of friends that have Riot, you know, that use Riot. Yeah. Then how did we get hooked? How did you get us hooked up with John? I forget. So basically, a conversation with Brian Brown really helped yes. a lot. Yep. I had had him on the podcast. After the podcast, we kept talking. Brian has become a friend. I know you've met Brian as well. Oh, yeah. Um, such a good dude. And yeah, Brian basically introduced me to John, who is a, a U.S. contact for React. Is, um, and we were able to have some phone calls with him, which was also a, a really good thing. Because from the limited experience we had communicating with some of the other OEMs, it was not like it was with React. John being here in Southern California was really, really cool. Very we could talk to him on the phone. Yeah. And so it just kind of snowballed from there. And it was like, as soon as we realized we could work with React, we both got really, really excited because oh, their quality is through the roof. Like they're, and I've said, if you look across the reviews on my channel, everything that's been React produced, the only time it's been a negative review, it's been because I didn't like the design. I've, <laughs> I've very, very, very exceedingly rarely found an issue on a React knife in terms of the build or the fit and finish yeah. or anything like they, they just nail it. They're really good at detents. They have phenomenal actions. Their tolerances are great. They like, they build good knives. And so it was what felt best to us for sure to oh, yeah. pick that route. I think at that point too, we had both just gotten the F 5.5 at the time. Mm -hmm. And where it's like even more jazzed about it because that, that knife is just, is truly built like really, really, really nicely. I mean, just yeah. Let's listen to it. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a great, well built knife. And so, we're like, oh man, this can be our production company. And yeah. that, that was really, really cool. Um, that we went. That was our top choice. Yeah, we had to go there. And so, the, yeah, one of the things that also made us feel better is you even mentioned the fear of like, if we show this design to the wrong person, that's a little scary. Yeah. And React was incredibly professional about it and was also like, they made us sign stuff. Yes. <laughs> There's like, oh, it goes in yeah. both directions of like, we, we both have to keep each, if we're going to work together, then we have to like be able to keep things under wraps when it's necessary. Right. And so the fact that they keep our design under lock and key means a lot. Um, it truly does. It truly yeah. does. It's actually one thing that I have never through the entire process, which we won't really get into, but I have never actually had that's never been a concern about our design just kind of floating out in the ether. The software that they use to communicate with us is really it's great. It's a great collaborative thing. Yeah. We feel like we have a, a direct line to them. Um, and, you know, John's there for us. Right. So, like, yeah, I think... Having um, a U.S. contact makes makes a difference for it sure. Helps. It totally helps. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so we landed on React. Landed on React. And then we gave them our design. They looked at the design. We had to make some subtle like tweaks and stuff to make it work with their capabilities in terms of machining, which was yep. expected. We knew with our 3D file, like depending on who you take it to, they may need to like, uh, it would work better if we machine it this way. So this has to move like this tiny bit or whatever it is. So there were a couple little things like that. And then ultimately we get like files back to us from them of how they can make it. And it was virtually identical to our yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like They really kept the soul of our knife, which was also important to us. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that was a benefit of some people will go to an OEM, whether yep. it's React or otherwise, with just like some drawings or maybe some 2D, and then they'll lean on the OEM to help them finish and, and take it to that 3D place. Yeah. And the fact that we already had 3D files that not only we had made for us, but like I said, we collaborated with Wes on so heavily yeah. where we had like we watched the knife get turned into 3D and it was exactly what we wanted as it was yeah. happening. Then when you take that 3D file, there was much less that could be lost in translation. Yeah. So I don't from there, know what they actually tweaked at this point. Like it was so minimal. Very, very minimal. And some of it was also us tweaking stuff along the way. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. while yeah. we're yeah. changing things, let's actually yeah. add more chamfering or like, you let's, know, it's like, let's go from flat to hollow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a, a change that I'm really, really glad we made. Oh, I'm so pumped about that. So, so slicey. So we okayed those files and then basically we paid for prototypes and it was a waiting game. And then that kind of brings us to now where the waiting game for prototypes is over. We have this version. There's one other color way that we're waiting on prototypes of that took longer because they were being coded. So that other color way is basically OD green micarta and then everything else on it, the backspacer, the liners, the hardware, the clip, Clip the blade are all PB coded black. So that one's going to be different and also awesome. Uh, But this one is satin blade with black micarta and um, stonewash backspacer and liners. And it's, I mean, I'm thrilled (laughs) with how these prototypes turned out. Seriously. The, like even before this call, before this podcast, like we were talking about just tweaks, things that we were like, and literally there, there might not even, like the list is like two things. Yeah. And And both of them were kind of wishy-washy on. I know. And we're both of them kind of wishy-washy on like, so that's how, that's how pretty much like what you see here is literally, this is, this is going to be the production model. It's virtually a production sample. Yeah. Yes. It is literally a production sample. The things that we are going to potentially tweak, you're never even going to know we touched it. They're they're us being geeks. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of how we've gotten to right now. Yeah. Let's kind of back up again, but in a different way. Why don't we tell people kind of how you have gotten into knives and like what your, like, how are you in the knife community? Why are you in the knife community? What'd you start with? Just paint a picture of like who Ryan is. So that, because people who are listening to this, I imagine have listened to my voice a lot more than yours. So, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, okay. So, COVID is uh, <clears throat> created a lot of bored folks at home, right? I was one yep. of those bored folks. 
And uh, I've always like, let's put it this way. I've always had knives in my life. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an Eagle Scout, grew up with Swiss Army knives, always had a knife, but I never, you know, I, I think the most expensive knife that I ever had prior to moving to Texas. So that was like, we call it 15 years ago. I had, I bought like a full size Benchmade Deja Vu. Mm. And um, you've probably seen me yep. have it. And so what happened, like I had that for a long time and I would use it daily. And then through my moves and everything like that, I think I sold it. I think I didn't have knives for a very long time, but being in the EDC community, which an Instagram, like you have to kind of explain it to people who have no idea, but it is a world. It is a completely, it's like ready player one. You're just like, and you're in the EDC community and it's intoxicating, yeah. um, bad and good. But like, if you want to spend your money, just go into the Instagram EDC community. But I guess I started looking at knives and I, I started reminiscing about, oh, I used to have this bench made, but I forgot what it was. And I kind of went on a hunt to try and figure out what it was. Yeah. Same time in Massachusetts where I, where I, I used to live 10 years ago, there were knives you couldn't own. And mm -hmm. specifically, I remembered they were called Microtex. And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so what started it all was in March of 2020, I bought a Drac Delta, which you have reviewed. Yep. Yours specifically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The exact, that exact one. And it was the most money I've ever spent on a knife in my entire life up until that point. Um, right. Things to perspective has totally changed. But yeah, I got that and instantly became obsessed with knives. I have a very like, like very collective personality. Prior to knives, the thing that filled that space for me where it was uh, vintage Pez dispensers from like the 60s and 70s. I had a ridiculous collection. And like I was telling you earlier, like I like variants of things. So mm -hmm. there's multiple versions of a knife and it makes sense to have many of them. I will, I will end up getting them. But I went, I started small. The Microtech was a fluke for a very long time. Um, I went, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend you, but I, I, I started with Ganzo. <laughs> doesn't and, offend me. You're all right. <laughs> and, and, and actually, you were wrong, but it doesn't offend me. Yeah, I was so <laughs> totally wrong, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. Like yeah. I was just looking at like, oh, these are, these are really cheap knives. I didn't understand. There was a lot of designs that I didn't realize I was buying clones of. Right. And, uh, when you I knew it's especially forgivable because you, you don't yeah. know. But I had um, like, I think, I think like Shabazz reached out to me kind of like calling me out on, on owning Kansos or something like that. And he's like, at least go QSP or Civivi. And I, those are brand new companies to me too. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, okay. I ended up upgrading to like best techs. So I got like a best tech Hexel, which I still have. I love that knife. And then I got, you know, then I started, okay, maybe $75 for a knife is okay. All mm -hmm. right. I went there and I have so many pictures of knives that I used to own that I just ended up selling. And that's, mm -hmm. I guess, how people kind of get into the higher price points is you realize, oh, I have like $20, $50 knives. So let me sell all those and buy like, you know, 
a Again, couple, two or three hundred dollar knives. Yeah, exactly. And I don't really know exactly where what I went to. I think the Ace Grand was something you recommended, and at that point, it was really sold out all over the place. But I I started kind of going down that path and getting more um, robust, vibrant. I don't know what a what a good word is in my in my spending. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, yeah, at one point I, I owned, I, I decided I, I, I bought a Microtech Halo. That was fun mm-hmm. for like a while, but that I, impractical. So that's gone, but I want another one again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now, you know, that led to me meeting you. Mm-hmm. That led to me really getting um, into the knife community, which I don't feel like I can't t- not talk about me getting to know Keenison. Mm-hmm. Um, so Keenis and Knives on your podcast, 18, 19, 21, I forget. Which I podcast. don't remember what episode it was, okay. but it was awesome. Just go back a couple. Um, I f- ended up seeing, I think it was from something obscene. I had followed something obscene company and he had posted a Keenis and knife and I was in love with it. I had never gotten into the custom knife community. And so I went to follow the page and realized they were deep in the heart of Texas. So they said, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, well, I live in deep in the heart of Texas. So I reach out to Brian and I find out that they're literally like 45 minutes away, just right in Austin. And I'm like, okay. And like I told you, I'll, I'll just send messages to people and ask them stuff. So I was like, Hey, Brian, um, hi. Still trying to get murdered. Got it. Still still trying to get murdered. (laughs) Hasn't happened yet. Still here. Um, and I was just like, yo, so have you guys ever considered taking on an apprentice or, you know, just having like somebody to kind of help out around the shop? Um, I want to, I want to learn stuff. I have questions. And he's like, come on by. Cause he's a super nice guy. Like yes. he, he really is. Um, and that was October of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I, at, at that point was, I did not know it yet, but I was about to get laid off my job and be completely jobless for six months. Um, which in hindsight really helped out on so many levels, but ended up going to Keenison at least once a week, if not twice, after a couple months was using all of every, every machine they had lathes, mills, blasting cabinets. I could anodize. I could, well, maybe not grind yet, but like I was learning a lot and I was having a good time and I was kind of getting to know the knife community. And that's when we kind of started talking about, well, that's when we started getting into this detail. And I was like, I have a lot more knowledge now. Let me go pick some brains. But yeah, now if you were to, if you were to come over here, I have, a stupid amount of knives. Um, I have a ridiculous Microtech collection. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, it's become like my, my lifestyle now. I'm, I, and I now, you know, I'm in the EDC community making these little things. Yeah. So if you're listening, he's holding up a worry donut. Oh yeah, that's very true. My, my worry donuts, which <clears throat> literally are a piece of brass or bronze or copper in the shape of a donut. There's a hole in the middle, right? And then I just partner it with other materials and it's not meant to be a knuckle or anything like that. It's literally meant to just like twist on your finger, fidget with, 
And uh, I did it. I made them for myself because I'm notorious for like biting my nails and mm-hmm. I needed something to kind of do. And I was also bored and I had time and thus created. And that's literally, you know, yeah. and <laughs> my side hustle is now. And I can say I've got one. Yes, and you- when I talked to Ryan about getting, he, you'd been making them. Um, for a little bit, like months, I think, when I finally yeah. was like, all right, I got to get one. You're serious about these <laughs> things. All right. And uh, I'm not like a big challenge coin guy. I'm not a big in, anything in that space, like Nux. Like that's not for me. I own some challenge coins that have either been given to me or I'm really close to the person who made it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was like, let me just get one to try out. And you were like, what do you want on it? And I was basically like, surprise me. And you were like, <laughs> tell me what colors you like. And so I was like, oh, I don't know, like blue and orange would be cool. Yep. And so you made me this crazy like fire and ice. You blended two materials in a really cool way. Like it was, it's it's rad to look at and it's brass oh, yeah. on the bottom cool. of mine. Yep. And I keep it now in the cup holder of the car and yeah. I play with it all the time while I'm driving. I just just twist it around in my hand. I have it on my finger where I can kind of roll it around. And it's like, is it, it's the, one of the most pointless things that I own speaking as your friend, (laughs) but but it's fun to have. And I I take that as a compliment. I've had, seriously, it's pointless, but you hand it, I've handed it to anybody and they're just like, Oh, it's on my finger. Now I'm just, I, I get it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, those are fun. And you've gone through a pretty crazy ride making those where now like there's from what I can perceive, you're having to do drops and stuff because yeah. more people want them than you can make with your full-time job that you're also working. Um, yeah. The full-time job kind of stepped in. Like I think to date I've made about 150 of these things, not all the full size. There's some small ones too, but and I was doing like open books, go, go, go. But, now I have a job that I actually really like. And so I'm, I'm still keeping this going because it, it, it's one thing to have a hobby and love doing it. But if it isn't at a certain point, I'm trying to figure out how to say this in the best possible way. At a certain point, if it's not worth doing in a way that it provides you like a, like a learning experience or a monetary, you know, return, yeah. y- it's hard to keep stuff going like that while trying to balance a job and a life. So this, you know, I used to be a music, do music production. I used to like, there's plenty of things that I just did for fun that I Mm -hmm. still like, but I just don't have the time for because the end of the day. Yeah. So you kind of, you kind of understand what I'm saying there. Yeah. And it's not that like it's not all about the money, but it's the fact that like if I'm gonna go spend a couple hours in my shop and like make some donuts, I want them either make people happy and I at, at the end of the day, taking time away from my wife, taking time away from like my animals, there's gotta be a pretty damn good reason to, you know. Right. It's gotta be compelling. <laughs> compelling, compelling. You know, it's gotta, you know, you know, be able to take my wife out to dinner because I made an extra, you know, couple bucks making some donuts and yeah, sure. yeah the whole thing. So helps fund more microtechs. <laughs> God damn you after paying Cecil seriously. <laughs> I haven't crossed that line yet. I it's I'm sure it'll happen eventually, but yeah, it's, I can't. I don't understand how that that honestly how that stuff works because it's like like oh yeah, I'll happily pay you in four installments with zero interest. Cool. Send me my 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 new Microtech now. 
I don't understand. It's like if you, it, it just seems too good to be true, but it seems like it's um, it's a new thing now. So yeah, yeah. And, I don't know. I'm not in the business of lending, so yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, speak seriously. to what they're. I, I'm sure if you if you miss those payments, there are some severe penalties. Oh yeah, and you don't miss those payments. Actually, it's something we should probably consider as a payment option for people. Yeah. So I, when I worked for a startup doing automotive aftermarket parts and stuff, we added, um, I think it was Afterpay. It was one of the two. Yeah. Um, and it was great because people, if they're buying like carbon fiber spoilers and a set of wheels and like <laughs> with tires, like that's expensive stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was, it helped increase our sales for sure. Yeah. But what was nice about it from a business perspective is we like Afterpay handled it if the person didn't pay we got all the money just like we sold it yeah to begin with so i don't know how their business again like that's right they've got to just kill people who mess they up on, on hitting their payments but um <laughs> otherwise they wouldn't be able to continue to exist yeah yeah i mean uh, we'll we'll have to figure out a lot of that as we will. approach this pre-order so we should talk some details about things that we do know so far yes um because we get inundated with questions we uh we're recording this on it's friday today right friday night yeah, i've had the prototype for two days you've had it for a day yeah the amount of comments that we're trying to keep up with is over would be ridiculously daunting and overwhelming for one person and it's overwhelming for two people so yep. i'm glad that you're that, that we're in this together buddy <laughs> yeah so i can say yesterday i posted I, I unboxed my prototypes at like 10 30, 11 a.m. And um, I immediately after recording the unboxing started downloading it from my camera onto the iMovie so I could edit. And then I started uploading it to YouTube and it was up by early afternoon yesterday. And in the time that I was doing that, I had posted um, on my stories, I think, think I had put up my Instagram post. Maybe the Instagram post wasn't up yet. I had posted on the left concepts page as well. And I had posted in two Facebook groups, um, just showing the knife, saying how excited I was that the prototypes were here. Right, yeah. And in hindsight, I probably should have slow rolled how many of those <laughs> probably, I did. Right? Because by the time that my YouTube video was live in the early afternoon, I basically had on YouTube, I think my most commented on video ever, except for maybe giveaway videos, but on giveaway videos, I don't respond to every comment on this video. I made a point to, and then on Facebook, hundreds of comments. Oh my and God. And then on Instagram, hundreds of comments yeah. on my personal. And then also on left concepts page, a lot of comments and tons of story replies, which go to your DMS. And I responded to everybody yesterday and I basically was not a human being to anybody in the real world because I didn't exist other than in a digital space yesterday. Yeah. And it's like, that was day one with all the excitement. So of course I was getting back to everybody, but yeah, there's no way that we're going to like, we will appreciate every comment that should be every, said. Every single comment. We appreciate it. We welcome them. Every message, every, all of that. But we're two dudes who are also doing other things. Left yeah. Concepts has only cost us money so far. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the that's the reality. Anything else would be a lie, right? That's a good way to say it, though. <laughs> so neither of us can afford to like 
act like um, a customer service representative for right. entire or days of the time. Our full-time gig because Correct. this is at this point, I mean, we'd love it to be our full-time gig in the future, but right now right. we're this is just starting. Correct. So yeah. it, again, we appreciate every comment. We welcome them. We read them at the very least and all oh, that, yeah. but yeah, a, a good thing that we're going to try to do and that we can do right here right now is yep. to be pretty regular with updates. And there's a lot of common questions that we've been getting a ton of. So yep. we'll answer those to the best of our ability, knowing what we know right now, understand that there are a lot of variables that we're working through with this being our first time doing this. Like we, we just told you our story. You know that we're news, yeah. right? So <laughs> based on the information we have right now and everything we're able to figure out, this is kind of the conclusions we've come to for now. But the biggest questions we're getting are, how much is it going to cost? Yep. When can I order one? Yep. Where can I order one? Yep. And what is it going to be made of? Like what's the blade steel stuff like right, that? Yeah, that actual question. Thing. Yeah. So why don't we start? We'll put on our site once the site is ready. All of this information will be listed yeah, in yeah. easy to read way. But the site's not ready, and people are asking these questions now. So I we'll mean, make we'll Instagram as well. It is loftconcepts.com, but right now you can't get in. There's just like a a page. But if you want to bookmark that, you know, for later. Yeah. You know, go right ahead. We have a few more things to get on there before <laughs> it's ready for people yeah. to see. Um, again, we're new at this and I think that's totally fine to be honest about and admit that this is our first time, both of us. Yeah. Um, so let's start materials and kind of general specs about the knife. Why don't we walk through the versions I've mentioned already what they are, but let's put them. If people are watching this part of the podcast or listening to it, to hear. Maybe we can put a little bookmark. On it. I don't know how YouTube works. We can just tell people when it is. I don't know. Um, so yeah. the knives are going to be blades M390, both variants. There will be two variants. Both yep. variants will feature micarta scales, full titanium nested liners, yep, a wire deep carry style pocket clip, and all titanium hardware. And titanium backspacer. And a, yes, titanium backspacer. Good catch. So all of that said, there is this version, which yep. has black micarta and like a vertical belt satin finish vertical belt satin on the blade and then you're looking at stonewash titanium liners stonewash titanium backspacer right now the hardware and the clip are a satin finish that may stay the same that may become kind of blasted or stonewashed as well yeah. or something <laughs> we're discussing it um just, please just, don't tell us what you prefer we're just going to figure it out <laughs> not yeah, to be a dick but we're like seriously like it's, it's yeah it's that, all titanium. Well, it's all titanium except for the clip. Um, clip, I'm correct. pretty sure it's not titanium. That'll be a steel. I don't know what steel they use, but but then the other one they use on a wire pocket clip area. Yeah. Then the other one will be OD Green Micarta, mm -hmm. and all black PVD coated everything else. Yep. And um, the clip, yeah. the backspacer, the hardware, the liners, the blade, screws, everything, to bang. Yeah. Yep. And all of our markings on the knives, the only thing you'll see when the knife is closed is on the flipper tab, the Luft Concepts um, logo, which yep. we'll talk about why Luft and why that logo in a little bit. Yeah. But when the knife is open, you won't even see that. You won't see any markings on the knife anywhere. Nope. Internally, um, you'll see on my channel, by the time this goes live, that'll already be live. There's a disassembly video of this knife. You'll be able to see internally, there will be markings 
on the liner inside. So if yep. you look in, in the right lighting, you'll be able to see it. When the knife is disassembled, you can really see it, but it'll say that it's M390. I don't know if we finalized everything it'll say inside, but that'll be where the information about the knife is lift, listed yeah. that sometimes you would see on the blade by the plunge grind or whatever. Yeah, We're keeping I, it sterile. I think that <clears throat> one thing we didn't talk about, but maybe we should talk about now, I, I've been noticing that the inside of the backspacer is easily visible and maybe that's where we number them. True, that could be rad. Um, just, but but like that's the whole point. We wanted to keep this very, very clean looking. Um, no offense to anybody out there that likes to use their knives as a billboard. Microtech? The chicken talons? I do not enjoy the chicken talon on anything. But yeah, this, again, we, going back to it, we built this knife for us first and foremost. And this is the style we love. So very, very clean, very minimalistic. Everything's just hidden. Yeah. And <clears throat> to go into it more, the reason why, I mean, obviously, nice materials. We use really nice materials. But we also thought about the knife for, like, when we decided to actually make it a production knife. Um, we wanted it to be, like, a knife that anybody could take and, in a way, make their own. So all titanium hardware, titanium backspacer, these are things that, you know, if you have the skills, you could take it apart and you could anodize them. You know, yeah. you, could, you could have that be your own little thing. <clears throat> the scales, in a way, um, to some CNC people, would be a very simple scale. And it's even something where we're considering in the future making, like, blank white G10 scales so that you could get a set and dye them your own way. Because we want this to be your go-to knife. Let's um, be clear. None of that is confirmed. None of it's confirmed. <laughs> Us making any of that stuff. Hypothetical but. things, but like this are these are things that Jake and I talked about. Yeah. And the reason why we, the certain reasons why we built the knife to be the way it is right now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like don't quote us on that. You know, things change. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what the future holds. But both of us, right. those are the things we nerd out about. So yeah. we wanted to have the option moving forward. So we designed it to be capable of that. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked materials. That's what they'll be made of. Let's talk basic specs. So we can talk weight, blade length, stuff like that. Again, on the site, once it's up, I'll make a point to do like really specific measurements and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm not generally a specs guy, but this is a time where we probably should be pretty probably, specs heavy. Yeah. So again, materials we've already talked about. The blade M390, we're at 3.4 inches, correct? I believe it's 3.4 to the scale, but the actual correct. cutting edge is three. Right, because we've got forward choil on there and all yeah. that. Um, is that 0. 0.4 of an inch? I don't know. Yeah, right about. About three right. full inches of cutting edge. Yeah. Three, four inch blade. And then in terms of overall length. I think we're at about seven and a half inches. No, eight. I, yeah, I think we're, I think we're at eight. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> no. Okay, so let's let go of that. Look to the specs when it comes up. Wait, we do. Yep. Weight is 2.9 ounces. Yes. Not heavy. This knife is very lightweight. Considering very. it's a almost three and a half inch blade to be sub three ounces is, I can hang my hat on that. I love it. Oh, I think yeah. the hollow grind has a lot to do with that. This blade is really light. Mm -hmm. um, all right. 7.8 inches in length. Okay. 7.8 so, inches in length. Yeah. So like, we've got a little over four inches of handle. Correct. Yep. Three, or 4.4 inches of handle yeah. actually so 
It's honestly, it's um, it's very similar to the Ace Grand. It's very similar to. It's actually a little. It's not as long as the Spyderco PM2 because the PM2 generally has more handle to it. Um, right. I can hold that. The very bottom. It just it's gives you that little extra. Yeah, that's actually a pretty. Good. So, but um, generally the same about about the same cutting edge on those. Um, like real close, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind, kind of, of between a PM2 and a pair of three. Yeah, it's kind of the sweet spot. Which again, we I think there should be a theme here. We were both very selfish in all of the decisions we made for this knife, come yeah. what may. Yeah. We wanted the knife to be the size that we wanted to carry. Exactly. We weren't like, what size is the most marketable, or what size right. is the like? It was oh, yeah, what yeah. size knife do we want in our pockets for the first knife we ever make together, and that's yep. what we landed on. So, to us, this is a sweet spot where, especially for me, like this is absolutely primary knife territory. I can carry oh, this front right pocket all day long and be confident in its capabilities. I've also been carrying it back left pocket because I've had two of them in my possession until I send the loaner <laughs> one out. I've been carrying them in both pockets and it's comfortable enough there too, where for people who prefer bigger knives, this is absolutely doable Yep, as a secondary. Um, it's got, honestly, it's really got a great blade to handle ratio. It doesn't feel disproportionate. Right. I, I think, I mean, like, like, I know there's like we said safe space, but we can toot our own horn. Like we we did a good job, right? I think we did a good job, buddy. I am Even proud us. of what we did. I'm proud yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've got no problem saying that I'm very oh. very happy with how it came I'm out. So happy. We've been little kids on Christmas Eve for like the last. Well, we're still going to be. This is such a great milestone in our lives, man. Yeah, it really is. Okay, so specs: we're at 2.9 ounces, almost yep. eight inches overall length. 3.4 inch blade. That's the basic stuff. We'll give like, I, I would need to get out calipers for handle scale thickness. I'm trying to remember blade stock thickness that we chose. Um, again, we'll, we'll list all that out in another place, but baseline information. It's well, I guess if you have a PM2, it's about the same thickness, the stock thickness. If you hold them up, it's roughly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ours is a slightly, slightly thicker than a PM2. Is it? Slightly. I'm holding it up to what feels like the thickest spot on both, and it feels like they're... Put them, put them together like this, and like kind of... Slightly. I don't know. It's funny because we're the designers of this knife, yeah. and I think a lot <laughs> of designers are really, really particular about like... I'm going to use a blade stock thickness of X. And for us, it was more like, let's get the proportions to look and feel like right for us and feel right in the hand. And the 3D print determined that we were correct when we made those decisions. And for me, I forget all those things as soon as the knife is real, because I don't care whether it's 0.16 or whether it's 0.13 blade stock. We cared about, honestly, was that it was thin behind the edge. And yeah. that the grind was right. So this hollow grind Riat freaking destroyed. They did oh, so good. Oh, good. Really thin behind the edge. I do need to put my calipers on that, but it is, I mean, it's, it is thin and slicey. Daniel from Keenison, the guy that grinds all their knives. Mm -hmm. he, I was showing him this and he goes, before you even said anything, I was going to tell you that, that grind was like super crispy, like really, really good. And I'm like, 
All right. It's good. I mean, it's just good to see her from somebody that does it by hand that this is an knows what they're doing too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I find myself kind of getting lost staring at the grind lately. <laughs> I'm just like yep. looking at this knife. The hollow grind makes it really nicely too, because it was going to be flat ground first. Right. But I well, love flat ground blades. I think they too. certainly have their place, but that thinness behind the edge that this one accomplished, and I've been using it like absolute crazy for the last 30 hours that I've had it. Yeah. Just cutting. I, I'm like a hammer in search of a nail. I'm a knife in search of anything <laughs> it can cut. Because um, it's the most excited I've ever been to cut things. It's my freaking <laughs> knife. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm yeah. someone who cuts things a lot. So yeah, it's it's really really impressing me um, how well they did with it. And we gave them a targeted thinness behind the edge, and I think they must have hit it because even though I've again I haven't put calipers on it yet, it's it's good. Well, um, you and it's like hollow, hollow, so it doesn't. I hate it when hollows are really stubby and they yeah. get thick too quick because then if you're cutting through something like cardboard, you're hanging up on the top where it thickens out so quick. But this is nice, and it's a gradual kind of a shallow hollow, and it, yeah. yeah. I like it. And like, if like, if you look at, and like, I'm not saying anything bad about this. this is, this is a staple. Everybody should have PM2 on their freaking collection, but it being the same, you know, stock thickness. Ours is way thinner behind the edge. Oh <laughs> yeah. And I think we had, we had noticed that in just by looking at a 3d render and we were like, that doesn't look like it's going to make us as happy as we want. Right. And so like the hollow grind, I think was one of the last things that we, we tweaked before we were flip-flopping on it. Yeah, we were. And uh, I'm glad he went with this. Yeah. Yeah. We made the right, <laughs> right decision yeah, there. Definitely. Um, okay. So that's uh, one of the main questions is like, what is it going to be made of? What yep. is the knife actually like? Because people are seeing it in our hands, but there's, there's no like source. I that they've a large to go to. A large, maybe an extra large. I'm a maybe. medium, but I fill it out real well. Um, <laughs> so the uh, the other main questions were when, how, how much, that yep. kind of stuff. So let's start an easy one that's a quick answer. Yep. How much do we plan on selling our knife for street price? Not like some MSRP that it's not going to actually go for. What do we plan to sell it for for people who pre-order it? Yep. Do you want to answer or should I? You want, to, you want to say it together? So we have a three, drum. Three, two, one, two ninety nine. There we go. <laughs> there was so, a bit of hesitance for a second, but like, no, it's gonna be two ninety nine. Yeah. So our, we've there's a lot of details that come to selling a knife, yep. as I'm sure you can imagine if you have any idea what running any business is like. It's not <laughs> just the cost of the goods; it's also factoring in shipping. It's also factoring in packaging. Um, Packaging, being able to go through quality control period oh. is a whole thing. Being We're able to like, like, there's <laughs> not only are we planning on doing some fun packaging things, which we're going to say nothing about because we want oh. it to be a surprise, oh, yeah. but we plan on including some things in that packaging experience. If you want to call it that, that some of which will be typical for nice knives to come with some of which we hope will be atypical We're, we we want to have fun with it. And so there is a reality to like having to, figure all that out before saying mm -hmm. a price. So a ton of people have asked me the price over the last couple of days and I haven't been telling anybody. I've just been saying we'll announce it soon because yeah. it wouldn't have been fair to be like, eh, we think it'll be this and then change it. Change so at it. this point, we spoke for a long time before we started this podcast. We figured a lot of that out. 
we're confident at 299 that's where we're going to be set if yep. you're pre-ordering the knife um yep. which takes us to our next point of when um <laughs> and the how is that it'll be a pre-order that's the plan right, right now we may may that none of this is certain so right don't hold us to this we may include a retailer or two who will have some of these knives when they are, are done right that's not certain what we are certain we're going to do is a pre-order that yep. will be the main way to purchase these knives and i think we're we haven't picked a firm date we don't know certainly a date or time right but we're planning for mid-august is what we both yeah. feel <clears throat> because like obviously our site right now needs content we have a lot of like rendered designs but like that's not what you want to buy a knife off of yep so we got to get photos up there we have to start figuring out for the first time for both of us how to take money on a site <laughs> where yep. to put this money um and then how to make sure that the site doesn't crash and that yep. you're getting a really good experience the entire time that there's a the email list works so there's a lot of stuff that like up to this point we could kind of prep for but it was we were kind of waiting for the prototypes to, to to hit our hands before we could really start making the big drastic moves to get this pre-order so mid-august sounds like a good target date um yep. and we'll we'll do our best to try and get it done by then i would say i'm pretty confident scenario, we can do that yeah i'd say worst case scenario like the third week of august but yeah this is like it's game time now it's no more we've been twiddling our thumbs for a while waiting on this knowing this was inevitable so now yeah. now priority levels have shifted <laughs> and we are still waiting on the other half of prototypes yeah, yeah which we are too. we want to make sure we've got images for people to see we've got breakdowns like all kinds of stuff we need to have our ducks in a row and so we're even we're still waiting on half of the prototype knives to get here the good thing is with these prototypes already being here we're if if this was exactly the knife we were selling, I'd put my name on it. Um, and that's like really, really nice to be able to say because it could have been the case that we got prototypes from Riyadh or whoever ROE is and yeah. there are a lot of changes we need to make and that resets the clock. That's not the case. These prototypes are nailed. And yeah. so we're we're confident and ready to move forward. But we do need to see the other variant, verify that we like that colorway in person, all that goes well. Yep. And then all those logistical ducks need to be in a row. And then we can go ahead and, and do that. So we will make sure before the pre-run goes live that there will be plenty of warning through oh, yeah. each of our social media outlets, through the Left Concepts social media. Um, and then also, like, I'll announce it on my YouTube channel. We'll probably send out an email blast by that time if we can have the site functional yeah. with one um pending fact, that that that's, works that's probably the thing that i'll probably get cracking on um this weekend figuring out how to just even though leftconcepts.com is locked right now if there's a way i can have like a sign up for an email newsletter on that main page so that we can at least start getting you guys in the queue for information yep. that's something i could probably start getting done so expect that to happen soon perfect so yeah, there's there's a lot that each of us need to do. And one of the fun things too about us being partnered on it is I feel like we have pretty complimentary like roles. Like Ryan is way better at the website stuff than I am. 
and like content creation is kind of what I do. So I'm going to be taking a ton of photos and videos and all kinds of stuff. And so like, yeah, in, in many ways we're working together on this, but, um, what are the other main questions that we should answer? We're shooting for mid August. We're at a 299 um, price point, which is great because our goal all along was to be sub 300 bucks. And we, yep. <laughs> we're, we're there. We figured out that we're confident we can do that. Um, Lefties, we have thought about you because the clip is interchangeable. And it's, it's reversible clip. Yeah. Liner lock. So you don't have to worry about having, you know, frame lock there. So we got that covered. So there you go. Um, Canadians, we're doing our best. We're, yeah, we're, trying, we're trying to figure it out for our first run. You may just have to find a buddy, um, but we're we're not just leaving it at that. We're still continually trying to look because we've gotten a lot of Canadians asking how they are we going to ship there. So yeah. Canadians and European market. And we're, European, we're, yeah. we're working on solutions. We're not positive on run number one of our first knife or first anything as a company that we're going to be able to have those things <laughs> yeah. in place. But we are we're doing our damnedest to try. So absolutely. Let's see what turnaround time is nothing. We, we can't answer that right now. I've I been, wouldn't, I wouldn't know. How to answer I've, that. I've honestly been just, just based off of the fact that I have four knives on pre-order right now, I've been kind of ballparking four to six months. I think that's literally safe these days. Um, right. That I've that, been telling people my fingers are really, really crossed. If we're able to do yeah. our pre-order mid August, and everything goes ultimately like perfectly smoothly, no major setbacks, anything yeah. like that, then there's a slim chance, but I wouldn't plan on it that the knives will be in customer hands before the end of 2021. Yeah. That, oh, that would be, that great. would be pipe dream. I would love it. We will be actively pushing. Obviously the, oh, yeah. the, the thing we want most in the world is for this to happen quickly. So we're going to do everything we can, but <laughs> more realistically it, with both of us trying to be, realists bordering on pessimists so that we're not setting people up for a letdown right. probably be early 2022 would be when knives ship into customer hands yeah done um again if that's faster awesome but the last yeah. thing i want is to be the type of maker who on their first run is like we're gonna have these two in freaking september and then people are getting them five months after that like I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And and as soon as we get timetables from React once our PO is placed, then of course we're going to share that and we'll share updates all along the way. But and like the best part too is I mean, all like how many knife pre-orders have you done in the last year? Let's like let's be you don't know how many I'm on right now. Well, yeah, how many are you on right now? <laughs> so right now I have you have a list like I do. Four knives pre-ordered, and they're all being produced by Riat. I have the Weir Lucas P. Okay. I have the Brian Brown Raptor. I have that one as well. I have an SOC J Cape. Okay. You already have a J Cape. I already have a J Cape. And then I have Renegade EDCs or Renegade Provisions Co. Gungnir. So I've I have got four all Riat produced knives, all of which some like I think the first one I ordered, that's in order of how I ordered them. I think the Weir, then the Raptor, then the J Cape, then the Gungnir. Um, and I've, I've received quite a few knives already this year that I had pre-ordered previously. Yeah, man, I have. <clears throat> okay, wow, yeah. So, I have the Brian Brown Raptor. I have um, the Arcane Design Necronaut V2. Oh, nice. Um, I have the Gung the Gungnir, and then 
I'm gonna have to wait a friggin' year, but I have an Evo three. Oh, I did that one too. I should yeah, put that, that on my too. list. Yeah, just, you just put it out of mind because it's like it's, it's not so even a far year. Out. It's like it's a, it's like 13 months away. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah, yeah Evo yeah. three point oh. That's on my list now too. <laughs> good, good, good. But, yeah. You know, we so as customers, we've been there and we know what it's like to be, you know, uh, kind of like overpromised and underdelivered on. And we don't want to do that. And the best part about you and I is that in a room, we're, we're both bad cop. <laughs> right. We're not passive. So we really like to get stuff moving along. We don't really let people walk on us. Um, and that's not, you know, alluding to anything. It's just like we get we get stuff done. We're dicks yeah. and we know it. Yeah. 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 We're dicks and we know it, but like it's for it's for everyone else's benefit. So right. like that's why we're getting to do everything we possibly can to make everyone's Christmas a very merry one. But at yeah. the same and time, the reality is it might be Valentine's Day. <laughs> I hope people can also understand. Yeah. Again, this is our first go around. Oh yeah. And <laughs> it would be impossible to do this project without doing a pre-order. The two of us would love to just out of pocket fund a run of 300 plus knives. And then just say, hey, they're available in two weeks, right? Which that that probably does actually answer another question that people will be wondering. We plan to do at least 300, possibly more, at least 300 of these are what we were going to order. Down the middle. Um, 150 of each variant, Yeah. yeah. So, we could not possibly not order that run of knives from an OEM like Riat and have them be what we want them to be and alleviate a pre-order. Like it just wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't work. And that's kind of the way, to be fair, that the knife market currently functions for this kind of thing yeah. with a, a boutique brand like we're becoming. Um, I thank so, you for saying boutique brand because I've been kind of pushing that. It, that's that's what it is. Yeah, all these, all these companies that we were just talking about, they're all boutique brands, right? Yeah, these knives that I have pre-ordered, that's what these people are yeah. too. Um, which like, it, it would be cool to be considered <laughs> on that list. That's uh, a wild I, thought. I, yeah, I mean, at, at this point, I'm just happy to to be even in, in, in the same parking lot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing that you and I have continually talked about is that we don't want it to always be like this. So. Correct. You know, we're it's a means to an end for right it, now. Right. It's a me it's a means to an end. And like, you know, should this be a very successful pre-order, we're we're not we're not going to like go and just you know party and go live it up and buy private jets. <laughs> we're gonna take this money and <laughs> and buy and get more knives so that there is all like maybe not a pre-order for the second one. Maybe we just announce this is the date they're gonna all drop. Which right. would be very exciting. Or um, even if we can accelerate the timeline so that right, people yeah. aren't getting into a pre-order until production has already been going for a while. Exactly. Like making the, moves like that like where people aren't waiting as much and then eventually where people don't have to wait at all is yeah. our goal. That is our goal. And uh, I'm pumped that we, we share that same goal because right now like we can we can do that. We have, you know, <laughs> we're not relying on this to feed us. Right. Which we is why we can't answer all of your comments. Which is why we can't. 
<laughs> we want to. We really want to. We can uh, answer all of your comments, or we can work on eliminating you having to pre-order a knife, and you can just buy one. You pick. Do you want me to answer your comment, or do you want <laughs> me to hold on to your money for six months while you wait for a knife? <laughs> well, the nice thing about all your comments is it's uh, it's actually going to help us kind of come up with an FAQ. <laughs> that's true. Um, because yeah, like at this point, that's a, that's another thing. I could probably start. I should be careful. It sounds like I have contempt for people who comment, and I love it. No, I have I contempt for my comments. inability to get to all of them. That's what I have contempt I, for. On uh, if if you follow me on my page, I try and comment every. I respond to everybody in the comments, and I try and make each one different. Not in the purpose of like I'm I'm totally blind to what you're saying, but like. I also have been somebody that's commented on stuff that has literally gotten a copy paste all the way down the same like thanks right. thumbs thumbs up emoji and like I know what it's like to be on the other side so give me a different emoji at least yeah yeah give me a different emoji make me feel a little special but I'm at, the shocker, time, bro. Like, <laughs> at the same time it it's it's really tough and like we can be on top of it commenting and then like. God forbid we go and have dinner and then we come back and then there's like 45 new comments and we're like, okay, okay. And that's just on Instagram. So we, we, we're not, we're not going to neglect. Uh, we will do our best to respond to everybody and there will be waves of lots of responses and there'll be waves of silence as we're maybe doing a video to try and answer a bunch of this stuff. But either way, our goal is to say 100% communication in one way, shape, and or form very consistently. Right. And we do have the advantage of there being two of us. Not only that there's two of us who are capable of responding to things, but there's mm -hmm. also two of us who are capable of making content. Yes. And like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's got to be, I, I think of Brian Brown because yes. I learned so much from doing my podcast with him. I really love the way that that guy thinks and operates. And that dude has custom books and he's in his shop working on knives constantly and his social media is doing great and people are asking him questions and he's doing runs of knives with react like we're now starting to do and he's able to like juggle being a nice guy who's answering questions keeping people from feeling like they're in the dark all the time yeah all while also making some of the most incredible custom knives i've ever seen and Seriously. it's like so i have hope that between the two of us we will be able to do a really good job at keeping questions answered and making sure people don't feel in the dark, especially like the worst is when you've pre-ordered a knife and you've already like given your money and it's been three months since you've heard anything from yeah, the company yeah, or the maker. And it's like, even if the update is just like things are going well, they're at this point in production, like any, any kind of like, we, we know that you're still there waiting. Yeah. That means a lot. And so we, yeah, we're going to make great efforts to be communicative and be helpful and, and make sure people know what they want to know, because we're also stoked that we're in this position. Like it's, it's yeah. flattering that we get to be on this side of it now. And I don't know, I, I feel it's like the biggest nerd in the world with how excited and happy it makes me that I'm getting to like live this side of the industry after being on the receiving end of it for so long. Dude, that makes two of us. We're just two nerds with a knife company now. That's yep. wonderful. No, but like, and that's the thing, like it, we can easily split the responsibility and, and it's not, it's not a responsibility in the, in the traditional sense that it's like work. This is fun, but like, 
this you guys are providing a lot of fun for us right now like an, <laughs> an overwhelming amount of fun right. um, <laughs> so like this is the, I, like going back to what you said like i can't even imagine how brian handles it all or how felix or even israel you know yeah. i'm just like And we're lucky right now. I'm like, I'm very lucky to have you, my friend, as a business partner. So it goes both ways. Yes, sir. I feel it. <laughs> so let's let's talk for a second about why loved, well, like the yeah. name behind it. And do you want to start or do you want me to? Oh, wow. Um, I think you can tell it better. Okay. Yeah, I think ultimately, ultimately, it was it was your it was your idea. It was our idea. Well, it was it was a brainstorming, but you planted Luft. Okay, so basically, a, a big part of how Ryan and I bonded from the get go was that not only were we both into the same knives and found we had absolute parallel tastes, but nope. we also bonded over the fact that both of us were into cars and specifically German car culture. German car, yes, yes. <laughs> so both of us have an affinity for several of the same very cool German cars that we both drool over. And <laughs> I come from kind of an automotive background. I sold cars for a long time. I sold for both BMW and Audi. and um, So we've both just kind of been into that world. And I used to do automotive photography. Ryan, you've been to a bunch of car meets. Like, th there's a lot of yeah. I mean, I've been a, a Volkswagen, Volkswagen Auto Group nut yeah. entire life. Yeah. He loves the badge, VAG. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we we've been we had bonded over the fact that we were both into that, and we'd had a couple of conversations specifically surrounding um, like old air cooled Porsches. Oh yeah. And so as we were trying to decide what to call our company and the knife. We wanted it to be cohesive, the name of the brand and the name of the products that we'll make within the brand. Right. And so basically the way Avant came, which will make left make sense, is yes. we, we looked at the knife and I think this is the order it happened in. We looked at the knife and basically the way that this line works, if you're listening, I'm pointing to the back of the handle where it would rest in your palm if you're holding it. It yep. has this slant that is reminiscent of in Audi, what yep. they call their kind of wagons, but it's a type of wagon. They yeah. call them Avants. Yep. And it's like a wagon that has a little bit of slant to it. And like sport backed wagon. Yeah. Yeah. And so sporty wagon. Like if you're, if you're to look at a model, which yep. both of us, it's probably our favorite Audi oh model. I think we'd agree on the Audi RS six is, <laughs> is so good. And so I used to drive an A six. And it, I just, the, the RS6, which, yeah, now they've got them in the U.S. again, which is really, really exciting after a long gap of not selling them. But it's anyway. called an Avant. Yes. And so we both really liked that. And you can tell we're both excited about them like weird <laughs> little kids. But um, knowing that, we were like, the, it would be cool if the knife is called the Avant because yep. it, it makes sense for this knife. It's just a cool way to tie it in to it something that we've both already agreed upon. It wasn't designed based off of the fact that like the profile of an Audi Avant, no. it just, we were looking at it and we're like, you know what this reminds us of? If it was a car, what would it be? You know, the back of an Avant. So anyway, and that's, and now, now talk about Luft because. Yeah, so then we start yeah. brainstorming. What would we call the brand 
that would make sense to play off of both of our love for car culture or German cars or like, how do we make that make sense? And uh, I used to go to some specific like air-cooled Porsche meets. There's one that's really cool. It's called Luftgekult. It's just German. I don't even know if I pronounced that right, but it's just German for air-cooled. And it's only air-cooled Porsches that get to go. And I used to take photos at these events. I just, I loved being there. And I've always had an affinity for like the 964, 911. It's just gorgeous. Both of us, we've nerded out over slant slant noses and RWBs and like just cool like Porsche culture stuff. And so- we, I thought about the word luft and it's a four letter word that I think oh, nice. is cool, looks cool in print. And it just means the word air in German. Yeah. And so it's, it's also not like it has to be car related if you're looking at it as just a word, but to us it is right. And it ties in. And so we like the idea of creating this ethos for our knives where luft is the brand and it means yeah. air, which could mean aerodynamics, air cooled, whatever. Yeah. And if we pick, by looking at the knives as we design them and like with the Avant determining what German car that we both drool over, does it feel like, um, it's a fun way to name our product line. So ultimately that's all it really means. And then the symbol, our logo is just the alchemy symbol basically for air, which left means air. So it was just kind of this cool synergy and we both like the way that the symbol looks and yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Yeah, it's very simple. It's it just kind of like when we started talking about it, you were like, what about Luft? And I was like, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> but seriously, like, yeah, it just it just worked. I think that we were we were potentially going down a path where we were overthinking things. Oh, yeah. But to anybody who's ever tried to name a band or name a business, um, you can feel our pain. It's tough to think about it. You'll overthink it. You'll underthink it. You'll. So it just, I don't know. I think it honestly took us like less than a day to figure yeah. this out, which was great. And yeah, now it makes really, se- makes a lot of sense. And uh, it rolls off the tongue nicely. Yeah. We're happy with it. It looks cool. Yeah. It sounds cool to us. It, it, it does. It, to a lot of people, it could make no sense and be totally yeah. meaningless. But I think Luft is also easy enough to remember. We also made a specific decision to not call ourselves Luft Knives right. and to call ourselves Luft Concepts because we want to leave the door open that yeah. if we want to design other things, which yep. we're both interested in more than just knives. Knives is yeah. the focal point for both of us. But right. if we want to design something else, and we've talked about some pretty fun, yeah, unique yeah. things that, yeah, that yeah. we'll keep secret. Um <laughs> But if, if we were to, then Left Concepts can be a brand that carries more than just knives. Right. And we like the idea of that because both of us are just interested in stuff and designing. Cool stuff. Just exactly. Leave the door open. Who the heck knows? Obviously, we're not going to say anything. But uh, if we build half the things that we were ever talking about, It'll be a very, very, very cool product line. A diverse line for sure. So diverse. <laughs> and yeah. And it will, yeah, it'll be funny to those oh, who get it. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, all right. So we've talked about kind of how we, what our process has been in design. We've talked about why Riat. We've talked about kind of who you are and how you exist in the space. Um, <laughs> we've talked about, 
Uh, let's talk a little bit. I guess we kind of went over our design process pretty well of how it just kind of works where one of us will draw something. I say one of us because we we've worked on another design. We yes, I guess we can talk about that process talk about it. without showing it or giving anything detail wise away about it. But the first knife that we designed, the Avant, you drew an initial drawing. I kind of red penned it. We went back and forth. We started yep. creating protos. Um, got it to two D. We kept working all that. On the second one, it was the opposite. So that one, I drew the first initial drawing, and then we kind of scanned it so that you could draw on it, it electronically. Yeah, I made it 2D and then <clears throat> sent you back. Basically, the 2D version was literally like I, sc I scanned your drawing, made it 2D. Yep. And I think I sent that back, but then I sent back like my red lines on it. Yep. And I think we're we're pretty close to, to do for another another Zoom call on it. But it's gone back and forth now, I think two two full times. Yep. And uh, we're pretty close to uh, a second design. Yep. Um, I've been staring at it enough and like yeah. brooding over it enough that I feel 98% happy with it. It's yep. like we're at the point where it's really finite things yes. that are just getting bumped around a tiny bit. But the design, I think, is is pretty well there. Yeah. And I mean, as much, I mean, I, I know both of us would love to talk more about it, but this is the Avance time. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, no, just don't we, won't ask for any timelines. Yeah, I, zero timelines. There's please know what is the price. I. It's not. It's not. <laughs> we're not even going to give you a hint on anything else. Just know that another design is in the works. But what we, how we've been kind of talking about it all, is that we're not in a race. Mm -mm. Put out as many knife designs as possible. We want, and we're also not trying to do it in a way where we're just like going to milk something forever, unless it turns out to be a knife that people just can't get enough of. And, right. and in that case, you know, we're still not going to milk it, but we want to satiate demand, but we're yes. not. Yeah. And, and at the same time, you know, we're, we're going to try, I, I think honestly, I probably could speak for both of us, this second design, we would really love it to be something that just appears one day. And in, in like the prototypes and like it could be one of those things where you have to wait a couple weeks because yeah. we've already kind of like gotten to that point. And that's how we kind of want to strategically play it and not just have be a, a, a company where it's just like we have two pre-orders a year and you never really it, you want to get past that. So with the second version, that's the goal. Yeah. yeah. And again, I, I love that you verbalized that we're not in a rush, like not in a rush. Both of us are excited and so excited, but we're not making rushed decisions and we're not like trying to force anything, I think is the big thing. Like we're trying to make things move as quickly as they can no. because of our excitement, yeah. but there's no like when there's something to be moved, we want it to move quickly, Correct. but design process, we're not rushing. Um, and, you know, we're. <laughs> We've all seen, you and I have seen, I'm sure anybody's listening to this, seen companies that can grow too big too fast. And this is not in the knife world. This is everywhere. Yeah. And sometimes you can grow too big too fast and you just like cloud the waters, kind of lose sight of why you were originally doing it. And that can eventually sometimes be a company's downfall. Right. And honestly, when we first started talking, we had no idea where this was going to go. Right. 
But as we kind of went down the road, got hooked up with Riot, we started realizing that this could be eventually our full-time gigs down the line. Yeah. But our so, vision has remained really simple the whole very way through. Simple. Like, and we don't we're not trying to reinvent anything here. No, not at all. We just we're want just to trying to have fun and and do like the idea that yeah, like for me in particular, starting my YouTube channel and this podcast and all of that has already been a way to take my hobby and make it more than just a hobby, right? And at this point, like my YouTube channel and all that for me is like yeah. a side hustle. I can't live off of it, but it makes me some money and it's yeah. very gratifying for me to do and I enjoy it. And it's a, a unique place for my entire life. And some people go their entire, like they live and die without ever getting to do their hobby as much as they would like to do it, right. let alone make money off of it. Yeah, and I'm, so the, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. So the idea that the two of us can take what's been our hobby and our passion and something that we're just really into and make it something that could become a career path through right. doing production runs of designs that we create. Like that's just a, it's a wild concept. It's a wild that, concept. that could be us who's doing it. And I, but also neither of us are counting any eggs before they hatch. Right. Like, oh, no. <laughs> It, it, if everything tanked because everyone ends up hating our design and we're yeah. just the only idiots who like it, then, then like we got our own knives and that's we it. Got, yeah, we got <laughs> what we wanted that's and we exactly got to have our knives. You know? We're already happy. We're literally already happy. We think that you're going to be super happy with it. The responses we've gotten so far would lead us to believe that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we built these knives because we wanted to make our own knives. And going back to not rushing. We just want to take our time, make all the right decisions. We believe in this. We want it to grow into something fruitful that doesn't have like a weak foundation. Right. And you can grow too fast. You, you forget to like let that cement set and the foundation is going to crack type of thing. You know, not to get all metaphorical, but that's just, you know, that's, <laughs> the more and more you hear from me, I throw metaphors in all the time. So. I dig it. Metaphors help me understand. There you go. <laughs> okay. So... If we've we've talked about kind of our origins, yeah. we've talked about kind of our vision for the future. What else do we need to explain about Luft? Because I feel like uh, this is one of those moments where we, we've just kind of got hmm. it's our it's our, finally our chance to to talk about everything. And I feel like I'm definitely forgetting things because we've been our heads in this space for so long. I'm trying to think about what people would want to know about how we've gotten to where we are and what we're doing um common questions very common questions are are you going to do other materials in the future mm -hmm. yes i mean we've yes absolutely we chose micarta because micarta is our favorite material mm -hmm. for scales but titanium is will be in the works at some point yep. um i'm a big fan of also like a heavier knife Heavy so, metal. Yeah, like heavy metal. So we'll probably do like brass or bronze some somewhere down the line. Notice I'm saying somewhere down the line. I'm not quoting anybody on any time frames. These are all things that like this knife would look good in a lot of different materials. We will kind of jump off those bridges when we get there. But no material is out of the question. Let's just put it that way. And as far as blade material, we like experimenting with stuff. So, Correct. you know. It, People it, it, who know me probably know that I can be geeky about 
blade material. So well, let me look at your shirt. I'm literally wearing, yeah, the niche designs, <laughs> if you know, you know, shirt that I named, um, <laughs> covered in blade steels. I can tell you what won't ever be on our knife I'm pointing to right now. Yep, it will never be on our knife. <laughs> never. Be an OS35VN out of principle. Um, I'd, love, I'd love doing some tool steels like 3V. It would be kind of yes. fun. M4 would um, be cool. M4 would be really cool. If we can start um, playing with some Magna Cut, if React can do it, I would I, I love to do that. About, I did think it would be fun to create a, a saltwater version of this with a little Vanax. That would be yeah. fun. That would be yes, fun. Would. I'm also not opposed to having a, uh, don't hate me, but a partially serrated version of this blade down the line. If we're doing partially serrated, we're doing full serrated. Fine, full serrated. That's fine. I mean, if it's like a saltwater knife, it might be great. I mean, guys, everybody listening to this, we're we're just now we're we're, we're going down the the nerdy. This is how our phone calls usually. <laughs> but we're just excited about this because they're just if if we're the consumers of this knife, if this was being presented to us from another company, um, we're like we would just nerd out at the potential. Like, what else could we do with this knife what else what other possibilities are there yep if um, i had the keys to the shop what yeah. would i do to this and Seriously. we're in this weird position where we kind of got the keys to the shop on this kind of have the keys to the not shop. the literal shop but the metaphorically yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that that's been a common question um all i'd have to say is just be patient it'll it, the material you're thinking of will most likely happen at some point um and it's all based off of the success of each run it so. depends what material you're thinking of though to be fair because if it's a material right. that neither of us like odds are yeah. that we probably won't do it that's, yeah, uh, that's, that's a good point we're, like we're not going to do wooden scales i'm sorry yeah i wouldn't particularly for the avant i don't know how much i'd think it would make sense although you can kind of play into like maybe the, inlays. Wood, the wooden trim inside of the vehicle like that's true of, that's true inlays know. inlays aren't out of the realm of possibility this is a very inlayable knife um yeah. Okay, so maybe I maybe I take that back. I don't know. I guess we'll every suggestion, every idea, we'll just toss on the drawing board and you know see what it looks like. We're the drawing gatekeepers. Board. We have to like it. Absolutely, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We 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 understand hundred percent have to like it because I'm gonna have one of each, and I, I don't I don't want to not have one of my knives because I don't like the blade material or the scale material. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, let's see what other <sighs> off the top of my head, I yeah, I can't honestly think of anything more. Any other comments popping out in your head? People have I don't think so. I think what we will do soon, yeah, we'll hop on together on a live and we'll yeah, answer yeah. comments yeah. kind of as they come in as best we can. Um, I think that'll be good. I'm sure it'll be a lot of saying 2.99 and saying mid-August. Um, and we'll try for Canada, and we'll try for Europe, like we will. Yeah. Promise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we've done a pretty good job of painting how we got to now. Mm -hmm. What our vision is. Our vision is somewhat blurry because we're open to what the future holds, but we do. Right. We have another design in the pipeline. We have goals to eliminate pre-orders at least partially and then eventually altogether we yeah we we have we, some interesting thoughts about dare i say collaborations but not in the traditional sense and that's all i'll say there correct 
Very yeah. interesting thoughts. Um, we both have some fun maker and designer friends that we yes, yes that we, we do. Like. So um, there are things. There are things. We're but like we're we're just having fun with this. That's the whole point. I think that we will never put ourselves in a position where this is not going to be fun. Yeah. Here, I think this is a good way of putting it. Okay. If you look at our knife, yep. If you look at the Avant. A lot of people have said a ton of different knives that they can see in this yes. knife. And I think if you create any knife today, there's going to be some element of that. Yes. But I've heard a lot of people say Arius. I think the blade is very Arius-esque, very which is funny Arius. because as we were designing it, we never noticed that until someone said it. And then we're like, yes, it does. Um, a lot of people say there's an element of PM2 in it. Maybe the forward choil, what, like the dimensions of the handle seems kind of pair three PM2-esque. Um, something I had never heard until yesterday was the American Blade Works Model 1. And I totally see it. Now that and is it, just the, is it just the handle? Because I was looking at it too. It's not the blade. It's just the handle. Yeah. It's the handle. Yeah. Um, but there, there's a lot of things that people point to. People have said giant mouse knives because of the crown Strider. spine. And yeah, Strider with this Strider handle, with kind handle of angle that. back here. There are a lot of things people could point to where they say that seems like another knife. And they're right. Because yeah. the two of us are such nerds about so many knives. And I've reviewed so many knives. And Ryan has yep. owned so many knives that we know really, really well at this point what we like and what we don't like. Yeah. And so this knife, it's a, a, a total blend of so yeah. many things that we've learned through our experience, right? And, and the business, I think, metaphorically, here we go, I'm being you. I think yeah. it's kind of the same as the Avant in that way, where when we look at the brands and the makers, the companies that we like to buy from and whose products we like and – the people who we kind of idolize, who they get to do what we wish we did. Yeah. We're now crafting our company based on not only some examples that we like that we see, but we're thinking like with our knife, okay, we get to do whatever we want now. And so we're like kids in a candy store who are oh thinking like, what's the craziest, <laughs> stupidest packaging thing that we can do that'll be fun? What's the, what's the dumbest t-shirt we can come up with that we'll both think is funny? Like just yeah. dumb things that we are getting a kick out of because yeah. we want to yeah because because again all we're doing all this for us the knife is be, it's because we wanted it yeah the we want company surrounding it is now because we want it right like, and we want to have fun with it every we we, we find humor in uh, a lot of the same things and and not that like our we're, we're trying to develop a humorous brand but we want our brand to be very lighthearted and be fun. Fun. super fun. Um, we, our brand will never be associated with death metal. <laughs> and that's not calling anybody out. I'm just saying that like, <laughs> we want to, we, we, we just, we want you to kind of never know what to expect from left, but it's going to be fun. It's not going to be jazz either. Cause jazz it's not, isn't no, it's not going to be jazz or country <laughs> music. No, no, there's oh, no, country no. Music, sorry. absolutely not. Not at all. <laughs> Yeah, I think that is a good metaphor, though. Like, if you look at what we've done with the Avant, is yeah. we've taken experience and desire, yeah. and we've like put them together into the thing that we wanted. And now that the Avant is real, the next step is to create the vehicle around it that makes it the next level of real. And that's a business. And each of us, I mean, we're not like, kids who've never been in a workforce before i've worked for startups ryan's worked for startups yeah. i've had small businesses of my own he's you've done ventures that are like 
we 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 don't know nothing about the right. business space either. Yeah, we, we get math and numbers, and so we're we're operating in reality, but we're also like this is it's an opportunity to do something that we didn't even necessarily think could possibly be a reality and it's becoming one. And so yeah. like, why not do it in the most enjoyable oh, way? Yeah. Well, because we've always been at, at a certain point in those companies where we've been maybe down the org chart just enough to imagine what it would be like if we were in those controlling seats Yep. Um, and, and the things that we would do if we were in the CEO seat or whatever, but never gotten there. Years and of my life have been that exact situation. Life, I'm yeah. like, I'm in my current company that I'm working for too. Like, I'm like, it's just so close, but not there yet. And here we get the opportunity to kind of like, we're driving the car. There's no board of directors. If we want to make a decision, if we want to do something silly, we're going to do something silly. This yeah. is fun. You know, you say, I'm still going to send it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now this is this is why I like this is just uh why I feel like a little kid in a candy store you know yeah. on Christmas Eve when I know there's so many presents downstairs and my parents got me. Yeah. <laughs> I think too like again this is at the expense of maybe sounding like I'm tooting our horn a little too much. Uh, we we a little bit we can a little bit we can a little bit we can folks. We're proud little. at the moment. So if we had created a, a knife that wasn't that good or that cool. Yeah. Um, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't I wouldn't feel like we had the liberty to like be a little bit zany with it. That's but fair. Be, because I believe in the Avant, it's really easy for us to have the conversations where like, now how do we dial up the fun? Because the Avant isn't a silly knife. No. It's not a gag in any way. It's it is. It's, it's very, it's very friggin' practical. Yeah. It, it again, it, it, because two people designed this knife, and we have seen so many knives, and we own so many knives, and we like like you were saying, we know exactly what we like. We weren't looking to build a very specific wild knife that might cater to a certain crowd or you know present a certain image. This is we feel like this is a very slick, neutral knife that won't go unnoticed um i mean and i'm not saying that in more in like a you know look at us sort of way but like just the feedback we've gotten in the last 48 hours on it has been validation to what we've been spending the last year working on yep. and so you know yeah we are we aren't we're, we we try and be humble we're not really tooting our horn but we are very proud of what we've accomplished because a year ago, we were just looking at scraps of paper and like we're holding a real tangible knife that we designed. And right. so we can be a little proud. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I think um, one of the things I ask people on my podcast a lot is if they're a maker or a designer, yeah. if I'm talking about a certain model, it's like, what was your use case that you designed this knife for? Because some people are designing bushcrafty knives. Some people are yep. designing office companion, like gentleman carry knives. Some people oh, yeah. are designing well-rounded EDC knives. Some people it's tactical knives. And I think like this is a representation of what you and I feel we actually do with our knives. It's yes. like the type of EDC knife, 
that's just rugged enough that like I could carry it hiking and I will, and I'm sure it will be fantastic at it. Well, this but will be fun to carve, carve stuff with. Yeah. And it's like, fantastic at opening packages, which is what yeah, everyone is. does the most. Oh yeah. And it's light and it's comfortable. And it makes me think too, like one of the things that I've said sometimes about knives that I think people defend too much when mm -hmm. they're not actually that good um is they'll pick a feature about it and they'll be yeah. like well but it's really good at this and it's like yes but it's 2021 and you can have a knife that has a good blade that yep. is functional thin and slicey and cuts really well and you can also have nice fit and finish you yep. can also have a good carry profile it can also be lightweight and and it can also be really fun to fidget with oh and, yeah and it has to have that yeah and so many people are so many knives are good at one or two of those things and they neglect the others and people apologize for them because they shine in that. But I think this is by us partnering with React and designing it the way we did with the little features that we sprinkled in that we've grown to appreciate. Yeah. We were able to actually strike a balance where I feel like I, to me, it's a knife that feels like in 2021 it's, it's doing everything that I hope a knife can do in 2021. It fidgets it, really well. It's freaking fun to open with any finger when you're flicking finger. it. Um, you can <laughs> you can pinky flick it like crazy. It makes nice sounds. It carries well. It is light. The blade is slicey and functional. It feels good in the hand. The ergos are nice. Like uh, to me, it feels like I can hang my hat on it, and that's really really nice that we didn't get these and have it be like. I'm having to apologize for some component of it. <clears throat> right. You know? Well, no, you're right though. Like, like again, going back to it, we designed the knives for ourselves. We had all the boxes that needed to be checked and we built a knife that literally checks those boxes. The fidget factor, it, it exceeded my expectations. It exceeds yep. my expectation. I actually had, and I, I'm not trying to toot, the horn of us in this knife, but I have many knives and I go to a few knives for fidgeting fun. Yeah. And there isn't a knife in my drawer right now that, I mean, I can open this like six different ways. <laughs> plus, yeah. Plus, you can you can flick it with any of your four fingers. Thumb. Plus you can thumb flick it. You can use the flipper. You can use the flipper in a reverse way. You can probably do this Spyderco thing where you grab it like this. Yep, you can yep. do that. <laughs> I, I mean, there's it, it's like what's your imagination? And <laughs> and the detent is really yeah. There you go. I had I forced it, but like uh, it's yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it does, it does not it's, pop it's, out it's, on its own. Riot, Riot did a great job with that detent. I I will I will praise them for that. That. And it's not always easy to dial a, a flipper with a hole because right. flippers, you tend to need a stiffer detent than you do with a hole. Yeah. And the fact that this middle finger flicks as well as it does and that the flipper flips as well as it does and that both feel like they're tuned right for what yeah. it is, that, that doesn't happen on that many knives. That's where no. a lot of knives go wrong if they've got both of those things is one feels mushy and the other one feels too crisp. And this is literally, yeah, yeah I'm just... So that was that was something like just perma smile on my face because I, <laughs> I mean obviously I don't know how many times have I opened it as we've been talking probably a hundred or, or more 
<laughs> Sorry, everyone listening to me on every Zoom call going forward at work. You're going to just constantly hear <laughs> over yep. and over again. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm happy with how, how everything turned out. This could have the list of, of things we could have had to fix on this. Or sig- like serious tweaks could have been, I, I don't know what to expect. Did you know what to expect? It, it is a miracle it that is. on our first go around, yeah. we didn't have that happen. Seriously, I did not. When I was doing my unboxing, like the the nerves that I had when I was like first doing the flip and I'm like, oh, please don't let this be like sluggish or limp dick out. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like I had a nightmare the day before you got yours that I got the prototypes and that they were terrible. And it was, <laughs> and for some reason they had orange scales and that was not what we asked for. And it was like vivid nightmare dream that the prototypes were bad. And I had, a, I had a, in the dream, I had to cut something and the blade had so much play that I was like worried I was going to cut. It was like bad. I, it, and then you got yours and you opened it. And also side note, the number of people that messaged me saying how like adorable you were in your unboxing <laughs> and how genuinely excited you were. I, I, I really was genuinely it was contagious. But well, then like, yeah, your unboxing, I was like, yes, it's good. And of course mine weren't here yet. And I made you send me an action video yeah. pictures and it was like, I felt bad. you were like tied up with something at the moment and I, we were trying to get a call together. And I was just like, because I, I got home and I waited about an hour and a half. I don't I, know how you did that. I would have waited three minutes and busted I got it open. preoccupied. I was like, I had to feed my dogs. I just, I'm like, just waiting on Jake. And finally I'm like, nope, I'm just going to do it. And I almost like, I, I, I cut the package open and then I'm like, I've never done an unboxing ever in my entire life. There's ever been a time though. And, and Haley was like, you're going to regret it if you don't. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't know how this is going to go, but like <clears throat> I, I ha- there's very few videos where like genuine joy and like excitement is captured. And like, so I, even, I was, I rewatched it and I was like, <laughs> that's really funny. Like, yeah, I, I those are uncontrolled emotions. <laughs> Yeah, and it's good. And I, I, I watched yours last night too. You have you captured on you you captured your emotions there too because like I know you had seen mine, but it's one thing to see and then there's another thing to experience. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I want to do. I want to. I can't wait for the the other one. The other one's gonna be just as fun too. Yeah, the only thing that will make it at all less exciting than this one is that this one was the first time holding a real Avant. Yes. But I'm still, I, I'm so excited for that colorway. I, yeah, uh, I think it's I'm a sucker for green micarta. I'm a sucker for green and black together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like, it's going to be good. Yeah. And right now all the only green that is in my head that I can really think of is our, is that plastic <laughs> version. And I no. know and we, we have like a picture. It'll be like this. This is react green micarta. Okay. That's react green micarta. Um, I still, I'm trying to envision it, but I don't think that it's going to really hit until we get in, in person. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think, I think, I think we're, we, we, we're, we should be expecting a tracking number like by Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that everything's back. Everything's well, yeah, back. And they did the laser work on it. So yeah. They, they just, just laser work. Just them and get them in the mail. Yeah. And hopefully things don't get stuck in Alaska for five days. <laughs> 
four for you, five for me. I don't even understand how <laughs> yours stayed in Alaska one more day, and mine just went from Alaska to San Antonio and was delivered like that same day. And then mine went to Memphis before coming here. Yeah. Memphis. I don't get it. <laughs> I felt so bad because you're just like, God damn it. Because we had talked, and the goal was to do an unboxing together. Right. Because it was supposed to be here by today. But then we also said if one showed up ahead of time, all bets are off. Of I didn't course. think it was going to be Mike. I figured, well, you know. The Arcadia one going to L.A. should be pretty quick. Yeah, should be a lot a lot quicker than to Texas. Nope. Yeah. 100% wrong. Thanks, FedEx. <laughs> it is what it is. It I, is uh, what it is. Yeah. The important thing is that all the prototypes are here. And three out of three prototypes are legit and feel really good. And yeah. if they were the knives that we were shipping to con- to customers, I'd feel good about it. Like very good about it. So good about it. I can't wait for people to get these in their hands. I've really not in like a pompous sort of way, but like I brought this to my office and people who have never used knives, people who are at bench maids and stuff, everyone wanted to feel it. People who have never even like opened knives, like did that mm-hmm. the first time. And they're just like, there's this lots of compliments. Let's just it elicits it. a response. Yeah. It elicits a response. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be wild for me to send the review samples out, right? Yeah. Because I've got the one here of this variant, and then of the black and green one, I'll have one to send out as well. And I've been the one who's been doing the reviewing. Right. Of other people's knives. Other people's knives, yeah. And it's led to some cool conversations where I've been able to talk to some makers and stuff. But it's going to be wild to watch some of my friends and some reviewers review our knife. Also kind of like nerve-wracking a little bit. Because we have this – to us, this is like – this is our favorite knife in the world right now. Of course it is, yeah. And – we've gotten a lot of people who have said very good things about it, just taking our word for it. But still a knife reviewer is, is only as good as they are honest and they are truthful and transparent. Right. So we're going to be listening and taking into account all feedback. Doesn't mean we're going to go change things, you know, but yeah, we, we also don't want people to just be doing us favors and just like hyping us up because like they're friends. We want honest feedback. We want, correct. Exactly. So yeah, if I was sending to a hype guy, I'd expect hype. If I'm sending to a reviewer, I expect a review. And that's the way I review things is you send it to me, you're expecting me to review it and to be objective, as objective as I can, at least about the thing. And so that's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. Exciting, nerve wracking. I'm I'm ready for it all because like, no matter what, the Avant is still coming. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah. So (laughs) there's no stopping it now. Come what may, it's in motion. (laughs) Oh man. So I feel, yeah, we're almost at two hours. Is there anything else that we need to make sure? Like I said, we're going to do a live soon, probably from the left Instagram. That's where most of the people who we've, uh, that's where we've told most people to go for information. So that's where we're going to disseminate information for now. Um, I don't think there's anything else. We should probably think about doing that next week. Yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah, I mean, so am I. I think I think that we'll just after this, we'll we'll probably do that end of next week because this will go live. 
Yep. Like Wednesday. Um, and the next week, we also so. have some more details or a, a tracking number or, or best case scenario, the other prototype. I highly doubt it. There's no way that's getting here at <laughs> that time. But maybe. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, that way, by then, new questions will arise. Um, I mean, uh, the response right now. All right. So, like, when we formed the Instagram account, mm-hmm. And put those two silhouette pictures up there. Thank you to all of our friends because we instantly had like 150 to 200 followers. And we were like, this is just two black and white photos of a nice shape. Just from sharing in our stories on our personal pages. And like, so our friends are awesome. We love them. We've been posting like the renderings that kind of like, you know, create a little more hype. Let's just put it this way. <laughs> I don't know if we're totally prepared for all of this, but like two days ago, we had 400 people following us on Instagram. Not even and quite 400. We were in the not even quite 400. And I'll, I'll just because it, it's changing rapidly right now. But right now, on left, we're at okay, we're at 702. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's thank you. Everybody. It's meaningful. Yeah. Seriously, it is meaningful because we are brand new. We literally just are showing people the prototype and uh it's creating excitement and and it's 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 humbling, it's overwhelming, it's it's uh, overwhelming in a good way. Let's put it yeah. that way. It's just like we are uh we're right there with you still. We just happen to be the ones that have the knife. <laughs> But yeah. we're just excited about it as you. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> sheer yesterday that the sheer number of overwhelmingly positive comments that I got. I think I got maybe a negative comment across the hundreds of comments between what was platforms. It? What was it? Do you remember? I don't even know. So I got one where a guy who comments all the time and is nice on my channel. Yeah. Um mentioned some things that he thought would make the knife better. And that wasn't even mean. That was just the only one that wasn't like congrats, amazing, love oh, it. Yeah. Like everything else was just so nice. I don't know that there were any that were even actually mean. Um, it was just mostly or all congratulatory and like just talking about why people liked it and what they liked about it and what they saw in it. And it was like, I, I expected a response, right? But I also expected some negativity because just about anything I ever put out there, video <laughs> or content wise, there's going to be some negativity. Yeah. And I don't even mind that. I expect it, right? No, we but, still are expecting it. It's not this is not gonna tick everyone's boxes, but yeah. it's I just want to say right off the bat, the amount of positivity has meant a tremendous amount. Yeah. It it's um I almost don't know what to do. It's kind of like when somebody pays you a compliment directly and you're just like, nah, stop, 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 stop. Like, I don't want to take it. But but keep going. But but keep going. <laughs> but at the same time, like, don't make me, you know, or, or kind of like when it's your turn to open up a gift on Christmas and everyone's watching you and you're like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. Oh, dude, my least favorite thing in the world is like being sung happy birthday. It's not yeah, fun. Me too, <laughs> man. It's like, stop. Thank yeah. you. Stop. Yeah. So yeah, we have to, I, I was like, we, we're going to have to keep reminding ourselves that like, we're the ones driving this car, but we're just as excited as everybody else. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. I, and like literally, 
everyone's support is what's kept us like not kept, you know kept us going but it's not like we've been ever wanting to stop it's just you're just it's a boost our fire yeah it's boo you're you're boosting us and it's making us feel like we got we got some we got some we got some solid love out there man yeah so yeah it makes it more exciting it does. it's not just us who are excited about it yeah because if it was just us who were excited about it, it we would be like those people who wanted to just get prototypes to have their own and then we would yeah. have called it quits but the fact that there are people who want and are saying that they want yeah. what we're making means a lot um means so much yeah it's validating very very validating very um <clears throat> Like I keep saying overwhelming, but overwhelming in like a very positive way. Yeah, humbling. Um, very humbling. So, Well, yeah. sweet. I think we're right at two hours. Ah, we should probably just tie a bow on it. We'll call it good. This will not be the last podcast we do together. We oh, waited yeah. to do this one until the prototypes were here because now it feels more real than it ever yeah. has before. Um, but we will absolutely podcast here on my platform yeah. together again. It soon um so in the meantime i always want to end with where people can find things so i'm going to start by saying the luft places people can look and then you tell people where they can find you if they want to find ryan um so for luft concepts like ryan already mentioned the site is not done yet you can bookmark it if you want it will be done soon and live that's just luftconcepts.com correct yep so luftconcepts.com will be a thing soon um, right now, where we're posting the most and disseminate, disseminating information, that's a weird word, where we're <laughs> putting information out there for there people who go. are asking for it the most. <laughs> I love disseminating. Um, <laughs> that's going to be on the Instagram, which is just at Luft Concepts, L-U-F-T-C-O-N-C-E-P-T-S, Luft Concepts. There you go. So if you would search that on Instagram, we will come up. We're posting reels and pictures and IGTV videos of our unboxings and stuff. Um, I'll probably, most of the videos I do surrounding the event on my YouTube channel, I'll also put there on the IGTV if I can make that work logistically. Um, so yeah, we're, we're posting there a lot. We'll be making updates. We'll be going live there soon, like we said. So be expecting a lot of information to come through there. You'll be seeing yes. a lot of posts, especially now that we have tangible knives to show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's really where Left Concepts is for now. I think we did technically create a Facebook that's also at Left Concepts. It's there. We may We're not or may doing not anything do it. with it yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to be a moderator, you can hit us up. Maybe we'll, uh, I don't know. That's dangerous. Wanna... We're going to get a lot of people who... I don't want to moderate. We may do some, some specific recruiting uh, for that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But specific, exactly. Instagram is the best place for now. Yes. Soon it will be yes. the site. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, where can people find you if they're looking for you? Um, on Instagram, I am my personal account um, is at Silas Copathic. Try and spell that. You can't. Uh, it's S I L A S C O P A T H I C. That's my personal account. Um, I post a lot of knife pictures and stuff there, non donut related stuff, even though donuts are in it. Rimmer Designs is my maker account, and that's uh, at R I M M E R. D-E-S-I-G-N-S. Yeah. <laughs> and you that's you find me there. I got it. I'm, I'm like reading it on the screen. I'm like, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> so that's where you can find me. Um, I, if you, if you want to talk with me, I 
98% of the time I voice message people. So uh, you will actually be talking with me. You don't have to talk back, but I hate typing. So <laughs> you'll get me. Perfect. And you yeah. uh, tend to be more reachable on your maker account, right? On Very, Amazon. very much way more reachable. Yeah. That's where we usually correspond when we're DMing each other. But yeah, if you really want to get to know me, my other account's not, not private. So perfect. You can see my dogs. <laughs> And you have cool dogs. You have Great Danes, right? I have two Great Danes, which I will not bring in here at the moment because they will just be here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, man. Well, Ryan, I, I mean, I feel weird giving you some kind of weird send off because I know you so well, but thank you for coming on. <laughs> big, big, big. In. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, one of these days we should actually meet in person. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. By the way, folks, we've never met in person. <laughs> We've done a lot of video though. Video. So it would be hard for him to close. catfish me for this long. But yeah, but nev never fist bumped in real life. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll um, happen. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, thank you for coming on. And Dude, uh, my pleasure. It was fun. I think it's safe to say that we're both very excited. Yeah. Um, it's an understatement. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to come. So thank you all for listening. We appreciate yes. it. Thank and uh, yeah, stay tuned because we're, we're pumped. So hopefully you are too. Yeah. And, uh, if you listen to all of this, you're a champ. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. More updates to come soon. Thank you for listening. This has been episode number 27 with Ryan of Rimmer Designs, aka half of Left Concepts, which yes. is us. There <laughs> we go. <laughs>